0: La le fait tic tac tic les oiseaux du lac et la jolie cloche ding, ding dong Mais Bonjour
1: my rugby friends I hope you are all well this is Veronique Landieu and Mike Pierce. Hello Mike, how are you?
0: Good morning, Borodar. Uh, hello everyone. Here we are in December. Unbelievable, isn't it? Christmas only weeks away.
1: And this is our 14th episode of the French Rugby Connection Podcast.
0: Wow, is it 14 already?
1: Yes.
0: That's incredible.
1: Yes. And you know, I was looking at the, the, the guests we've had so far. We've had we've been spoiled by a by choice or four choice. Um had Philippe Sella, uh Max Malins, um uh uh who else Serge Batson, Serge Batson yes. Yeah, you're a week, friend
0: to the stars.
1: I know, and this week I had a look in my little black book, and I thought, hmm, this week, who who shall I invite? So I thought, hmm, okay, this um, maybe later. Hmm, okay, I'll oh what about Olivier Magne? And I thought it would be it was really it was perfect because he played for 10 years for Les Bleus in their golden golden era and uh, he was, he played as well, you know, during the 1999 semi-finals against New Zealand, so very good memory and he played against Les Les, Les Anglais in 2003 in the semi-final as well. Yeah,
0: great player, very good player indeed.
1: Very much and Neil Back told me yesterday uh, that actually the, the back row was the strength of of the French team, two thousand and three, but um, you know, yeah, it didn't pan out. Unfortunately, I think they were prepared to play in a uh, during a day that wasn't sunny. That was sunny, sorry, and it rained and rained on yeah. day that day, and yeah. it really put a, a, a spanner in, in in the wheel in terms of their their strategy. But anyway, enough talking about me. So, um, yes, I bet you were. Watching TV as well on Amazon Prime on um, the game France versus Italy, which was, a, which was what we were expecting, you know. But, um, Mike, I, I heard, you know, what uh, Fabien Gaté said after the, the match and he did say that he was happy with the result. Um, obviously, they scored five try, but during the first half, they were a bit timid. Uh, a bit apprehensive, and it could be because they only met on Monday, <laughs> and mm-hmm. they, they they train hard on Wednesday and Saturday. That's it. You know, they had to play as as a new team, and you know, they some of them, you know, were were rugby virgins. They never played in a, in for, for for les bleus, so they were a bit. Um, you know, didn't want to, to do it uh, wrong. But after the halftime, you know, he told them, you know, have fun, just let yourself, you know, just relax. And it worked because four yeah. tries were scored uh, afterwards. What, what, what do you retain uh, from, from that game, Mike?
0: Well, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, halftime is very close at 10-5. But, but when you, as you rightly say, this team hadn't played together. So I think it, it took them 40 minutes just to just to get a feel of, of playing for each other and then then the second half i think the experience of Serran and thomas and particularly Brice dulan who i thought had a superb game you know he really rolled back the years and uh, and for such a little guy so good under the high ball but but you know italy have improved as well there's no question of that they are getting better but i think the second half uh, you know, France uh, got some moves together. They started to to suss out how each other were playing. You know, tries for Dante, Villiers, Serran, Thomas, and Macalou. I think they'd be extremely happy with with that result thirty six five. You know, that, that's you, you can't argue with that, can you?
1: Absolutely. And in terms of player, you just mentioned Brice Dula. Absolutely magnificent. He, uh, he was nominated uh, uh, as a man of the match. Yeah, so that's he right. Was, very, yeah. very well deserved, you know. Yeah. He, he, he was on fire, yeah. absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a joy to um to 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 see him. Uh, other players that took uh, that, uh that I thought were very good were, for instance, Anthony Jelonche. Je mm-hmm. He was um, yeah, he, he, he was brilliant, very very impressed by his by his uh, his game as well another one to watch was but ba- but pesanti not bad not bad mm-hmm. for for newcomer mm-hmm. and kilian kerasi um and i, I would and one the, the try i liked the most was definitely the one from uh, gabin Villiers oh absolutely is, uh, yeah number 11 oh, i thought it was like you know uh, uh, if uh, dominici Domi was uh, yeah. watching the game from uh, from heaven <laughs> over yeah. there with John Alomou yeah. and all the rest of them. Um yeah, it I must have been pleased. It was like uh what we say in French, a, a clin you know, quite um a little sign to 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 um to Dominici because it was such a un, unexpected and very yeah. fast lightning try, you know, uh, at the um fifteen fifty second minute. So
0: yeah, and of course he's a he's an ex-France sevens player, so he really showed his, his sevens skills there. And mentioning about Dominici, I think that's another uh, important point about Francis' performance in the first half, because it was a very emotional build-up, and the minute silence, and you know, quite a few of the players were were in tears, so uh, that must have had an effect, certainly, uh, on the opening part of their
1: performance. Definitely, definitely. And especially more, you know, for the coaching staff, such as Uh, Fabien Gatier, Raphael Bines, Ibanez, Mm. who played, you know, with uh, with Domi. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Not only uh, for Les Bleus, but also in Stade Francais. Mm. And uh, uh, when he was interviewed at the end of that game, um, uh, Fabien was still very, very, very moved, very, very emotional. And when you listen to my my interview with... um, with Olivier Mann as well, you know, he was he was still under shock and uh yeah but you know it's he, I mentioned two stories that I read in the press about uh uh about Dominici he said yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> so he was a he was a very much a you know, very very funny character. Yeah. and one thing I, I saw that uh one the 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 during one one training the they had a new mascot, which was a rooster, and Dominici had to look after it. <laughs> <laughs> he had to take him in the bus with him, I wow. was, I was manning, but yes. So, um, yeah, that was a uh, that that was very emotional. Um, so, cette semaine, this week on Saturday, they are going to meet les les Anglais
0: on Sunday, actually, but.
1: Oh, I beg your pardon. Yes. Yeah. Don't go on, on Saturday. Saturday.
0: You'll be twenty-four hours early.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any ticket yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they are aware of the task in hands. You know, the 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 French team of Fabien Galthie, Raphaël Bagnès, You know, did say you know England is the best team in the world, now because they were um, in in the World Cup. You know, they were second finalist. So um yeah they're getting working hard to get uh, to get ready but if you look at the squad it's it's a, a case of um, players that haven't played that many games we got seven debutants yeah. and the majority of the players you know have only played one one game, you know, with les bleus. Um, the, um, fabrice Dulin is one of the most experienced one in terms of playing for for uh, uh, for the for for the, for the blue. And uh, who else? Oh yes, and Atouniou. But uh, so we got the name of the thirty one. And we'll find out, I think, tomorrow on Friday. Friday, yeah. The, yeah. Yes, who will be the, the, the in, in the starting, starting squad. It's
0: very much France's sort of third choice, isn't it? Because now Saran and Anne, Teddy Thomas have used up their allocation of three matches. So um, it's such a shame that that France can't can't put their full side out because what a match that would be in prospect. The best of France against the best of England. I think we'd all be licking our lips over that one. But it is what it is. And, you know, what a great opportunity to build uh, more strength in depth for France's ultimate goal, which is the Rugby World Cup in 2023.
1: Yes. Yeah, but having said that, you know, there are some good players there, for instance. The... uh, Baptiste Kouyou, who is currently the captain of Lyon, is only young. He's uh, 23 years old and he's been captain for the last two years. You know, uh, will be will be the um, uh, will be captaining this this time for the first time. But he's very motivated. Uh, young chap, he's got a head a head on his shoulders, and he he, he played three times um, already. Mathieu Jalibert will be there as well. I would assume so. Um, yes, Seb Bezzi have... is
0: coming in at scrum half. He's had some previous experience with France. So, um, you know, that's probably a, a good selection. And as you say, the number 10 shirt will probably be Jalibert, although Carbonell is probably pushing him hard for that. So it'll be interesting to see which way Galtier goes with that.
1: Yes, I wouldn't be surprised he goes for Jalibert and keep yeah. Carbonell as well yeah. and, on on the bench. But in terms of my... my the, the players, I think, will be there. would probably be the uh, players such as Anthony Jelonche, Cameroon mm. uh Gamin, Gamin Villiers, Sekou Macalou, yeah. which is... He was, he, he, that was his only second game with Les Bleus. In Stade Francais, he's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. You know, his, yeah. Uh,
0: he didn't do himself justice, I was... but I think he's probably a little bit of nerves, etc. I think... I think you'll see a much better performance at Twickenham on Sunday, and of course in front of some fans at last. Two thousand fans are being allowed in at Twickenham, and I was—I was, I thought just out of curiosity, I'd look on the on the ticket site, and, and the tickets they had there were going for two hundred and ninety-nine pounds each. So I don't, I don't know—they're trying to recoup all their debts in one match, but that's a bit steep.
1: It is steep, but you know, it is what it is. I, I would love to have been there, to be there, but um, otherwise, you know, I'll be watching like like everybody else, supporting my uh, my French team and where my beret, my husband will be watching uh, TV downstairs and I'll be watching upstairs. I I, I gather. <laughs> 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 it's going to be interesting because this is English. So, <laughs> so, um, Let's talk about uh, my my chat with uh, with Olivier Olivier Magna. What, what what do you know about Olivier?
0: Well, sort of in my sort of mid rugby years, you know, Olivier Magna was one of those players that uh, that sort of transcended his position. He was a back row forward. He handled like a back. He was always. You know, in in the back line scoring tries. I remember he was scoring some great tries at Murrayfield. He just seemed to be one of these players who you virtually play anywhere. I think you could have played him in the centre. You could have played him on the wing. He was a great uh, flanker, and you know, one of that really great magical back row of of Betson, Mania and Haranordicky. I mean, they were really some back row, and uh, yeah, wonderful, wonderful player. Certainly one of France's very best.
1: Absolutely. I was so so pleased. And he was such a humble person again. Uh, and one thing I discovered as well is that he played for London Irish. And he, before the interview, he said to me, Oh gosh, do I have to say, do I have to do the, the interview in English? He said, Yeah, yeah, yes, you you'll be fine. But his English is excellent, I have to say. I was very impressed. And he told me that he wouldn't mind, you know, uh coming back to, to, to the UK for an opportunity okay. as, as a coach. So watch this face. Yeah. So I hope you will all enjoy. Hey, bonjour, my rugby friend. I'm so happy. I think Christmas has come early again. So last week I had Rory Tig. Before that, I had um, Serge Betzen, Philippe Sela, and many others. And today I've got the great, great pleasure to speak with Olivier Magne. Bonjour, Olivier. Comment ça va? How are you? Bonjour.
2: Hello, everyone. Thank you. I'm very well.
1: Excellent. OK, so a quick summary of uh, about your, your, your rugby life, Olivier. So you were a rugby back row forward and you were very much known for your speed and handling in open field play. You represented France 89 times. And you scored 14 tries. Um, so you started your career at a very young age. When you were six years old, you played for uh, Stade Aurillacois in Aurillac. And you later joined uh, Brive and, um, and Dax before joining Montferrand. So let's uh, a, a quick review of your international career. You started playing for Les Bleus. I, on 15th of February 1997 against Wales during the 1997 Five Nations Championships. And the game was won 27-22. So it was a very good, very good omen. And the the one I really have to mention is the 1999... World Cup and the 2003 World Cup as well, the best ever for the French team, I think. And you played in all French matches in both tournaments, so you must have lots of jerseys there, as you pose. <laughs> <laughs> and your highlight is probably—correct me if I'm wrong—is when you played in 1999 during the Rugby World Cup final, um, where you and it on the side as France were beaten 35-12. But you played a brainstorming role in the 1999 semi-final defeat of the All Blacks.
2: Yes, that's correct.
1: And you were only one of the two French forwards who have participated in four Grand Slam winning teams. Exactly. Yes. So um, in 2019, you you wrote a book, J'ai mal au rugby. Rugby hurts, which was very honest and critical about the demise or sinistros of French rugby. How do you feel now? Do you feel more serene, Olivier?
2: Yes, um, I think the, the, um, it's, it's better now, of course. Uh, we, we change uh, a lot of things in, uh, in the way of uh, seek, thinking for the, the French uh, uh, rugby uh, Federation. Uh, I think we um, we work now differently than uh, two or three years ago, and uh, and of course we have a very good generation of, of players that uh, change a lot of things, and uh, it's a new start for for, for French rugby, and I'm um, I'm more positive now with the, the new generation.
1: I completely agree with you. It's so nice, you know, uh, since uh, Fabien Gatier took over, France, Les Bleus have won seven out of the eight games. So I hope that uh, <laughs> they will <laughs> win again on Sunday. But on Sunday, you know, um, a team of players who don't have, with a very low amount of caps will play against England. Very experienced and ready for it It would be payback time for time for them as they got defeated um, in the in the Six Nations in February. So and it would be very much a case of Sanson versus Goliath. W- what are your thoughts about that game,
2: Olivier? Uh, it's such a shame, you know, to not to have the, the best team to uh, to meet each other. So, but that uh, that interesting to see. Uh, how many players can, uh, play at this level? And, uh, it was a nice game last week against Italy with young players never wear the, the French jersey. But, uh, of course, it will be a very difficult match against England. It was, and it, it's, uh, it's not the best, the best French team will play against England. So, We'll see. You know, we, uh, a match is never win before to to play, and um, we'll see if uh, this young generation is able to, uh, to 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 play or to to do something against the the the, the great uh, England team.
1: And in that squad, so Fabien has uh, recalled thirty-one players. Which players do you think will make? an impact
2: oh there's a, a lot of uh, young players who can make a, a good impact on uh, on this match uh, i think about uh, Kuyu. it's uh, the number 9 it will be the the captain for the first time in uh, next week uh, we have to uh, to look after maybe the the second row you know gerasi uh, is uh, a young players uh, with uh, Pesanti and uh, the hooker as well is uh, is uh, very good. Is um, uh, we have uh, you know uh, very young players who is able to uh, to to, uh, to to do something great uh, next next week. But uh, of course, it will be very hard to beat England in England.
1: Yes, I mean. Uh, yeah, i have to light a candle, I think. <laughs> 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 you never know. Well, we got some good, good one like uh, Brice Dulin. Yes. Uh, Macalou, as well, was a bit shy at the beginning against Italy. But then, yes, he did it. He scored a try at the last minute <laughs> in the dying second. So I think, yeah, you, you never know with the French. And, you know, we have that... Uh, that uh, label of being unpredictable. So you you never know. I, you know, Eddie will prepare his troop, of course, but it would be really, really nice if we could uh, provide them um, a, a, a surprise. Um, so Olivier, how do you explain the success of Fabien Gattier and its coaches?
2: Well, I think uh, this is uh, about the the system, you know, There's, uh, it's very important to uh, for, for the the players and I think Fabian did well with this and to to tell the players anyone can have his chance to uh, to play for France if he play well during the the training session during the the season with their clubs and um, there give them the the, the possibility to uh, to do uh, the, the, the the national project by themselves not to uh, you know not like the Consumer, but they are really actors about uh, the the French project. And the players now feel more comfortable with this. They are in confidence. Uh, Fabien uh, trusts them. And uh, that's why, you know, the the, the players are more uh, proactive in this uh, system and know exactly what they want to do. So, and of course, we have a very good, uh, very good generation with, you know, illustrated by uh, players like uh, Dupont, Entamac, uh, Vakatawa, uh, we have uh, uh, Aldrit as well, Olivon. We, we never had that, that kind of generation before. Uh, the last 10 years was more complicated than now. I'm more confident with that uh, young generation, we have uh, a lot of t- talented.
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely, I agree with you. And because you know, you you were very lucky to a certain extent because you were part of the golden, golden generation of rugby, and we'll talk about that a bit later. You know, you played in the '99 uh, World Cup and um, 2003, and uh, it's. But you, you you said in your book, you know, that's from further down the line. No, the French rugby. Uh, uh, the uh, got 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 worse. So, uh, why do you, would you what were the the, the factors in terms of um, the rugby not being as good as it used to be? I would say circa around 2011. What happened there?
2: I uh, I think we lost uh what we uh, what makes the the French. Uh, on on the on the pitch, uh, we we lost our um, qualities. Uh, I think it's uh, in the way we uh, and who we are exactly. You know, the, the French people are unpredictable, are able to do something really really great with from anywhere on the pitch, uh, from your 22s to. Uh, to to any circumstances, they are able to uh, to create the danger on the the other team, and uh, I think the last ten years we we lost this. We uh, we try to copy uh, other teams, and we lost our identities. And I think now we we back on exactly who we are, what we do during the the last uh, during our story, and uh, we we uh, we just just realize we have to be like we are not to be something yes. uh, some someone someone else so we back on the, the, the french uh, the french quality and we have to play with this uh, of course uh, everything not uh, perfect but uh, we, uh, we we do not try now to be a, some uh, another team we are the french team and we have to play like we 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 we, uh, we can
1: Absolutely. We mustn't lose the French flair, uh, 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 our Latin roots, that mixture of passion and physicality and grace as well. And I've noticed as well, you mentioned that in your book, is that in your days, you know, players were spending some time at the gym, but not as much as now. Do you think that the physical, uh, the physics of uh, of players uh, have damage? little bit the 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 game of rugby
2: yes we we are very um, careful about what we we want to see on the pitch this is uh, the rugby is not you know uh, uh, is not american football Uh, we 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 uh, the first thing in rugby is to to try to find the space and to uh, to, uh, to 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 make a lot of speed with all the the 15 players to to try to uh, to, to to reach uh, a, a total rugby and uh, this rugby we we love to to see this is the rugby uh, all the players at any time try to to find the space and to 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 keep the ball alive and we have to be very careful about uh, that kind of player who wants to. Uh, to attack uh, in front of other players to, to a very uh, violent sh- shock between all the players so i think we uh, we uh, we have to to play more like this and this is uh, what the, the people want to see so uh, many many teams realize we have to change the, the way uh, we play the last 10 years it was more physical more uh, dangerous, and not attract- attractive for the, the, the people who want to see uh, something different. So we're back on uh, on uh, another rugby different, and I'm very uh, happy about that.
1: Yes, because like you were saying, um, it, it, most important in, in rugby is finding the space. It's all about having that spatial awareness, that intelligence as well uh and not only you know the 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 physical attributes such as strength and so on, and it's something you know I've seen in in Dupont for instance you know is it, is' a small player smaller gabarit i think it's one meter seventy three seventy four but wow what a champion do you do you think there is going to be a kicking game this week on sunday because Joe jo eddie Jones really likes the sort of um like strong defense and kicks the ball a lot.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think it will be, uh, you know, for both teams, it's a very good opportunity to, uh, to show us, uh, the, the best side of the, their play. Uh, not to kicking a lot, but to, uh, try to play with ball hands and, uh, try to, to find the space and to, to make a lot of speed, uh, to be very, uh, uh, to be to be very very uh, aware about the the the, the atmosphere and the, the, what the people want to see about this final. Uh, there's is not a final like uh, another, you know. There's no pressure on their shoulder. Uh, England uh, is the best team than France for this match, of course. So this is a good opportunity, you know, to uh, to uh, to play and to to to, to work together to. To, to show very good, uh, uh, very good match for both teams and for France, we have nothing to lose. Just to play and uh, to try to to take uh, our chance and to um, and to yeah to, to to enjoy it. Simply,
1: absolutely, it's so important to have uh, to have fun. And you had plenty of fun, I'm sure, when you played for Les Bleus for ten years. Plenty of stories to tell. <laughs> uh, on the pitch, off the pitch, and so on. Uh, but what, what were, what have been your your best memories for playing with Les Bleus,
2: Olivier? Uh, my best memories is uh, more than the match. Of course, we we talk about uh, 1999 against uh, the, the semi final against New Zealand in, in Twickenham. But uh, this is a period. You know, uh, I think the best period was uh 1997 when we won the, the grand slam the way we play was uh, almost perfect uh, it was the same in 1998 of course and uh, i have to talk about uh, of course the for the, the world cup in 2003 uh with the the young players it was a mix with young players and older players like me with Michalak, Rougerie. And uh, Dominici, uh, pelouse uh, Galtier and this team was very very good and we have uh, we had a lot of uh, a lot of fun a lot of pleasure to play together and um, uh, but uh, we, we play in semi-final against <laughs> uh, English team was uh, the best and uh, the future world champion so uh, it's a, such a shame yeah.
1: Let's wait and see. You know, France has been in the final three times. So always the bridesmaid, but not the bride yet. So I think it's uh, it's payback time for 2023. You know, we will we will get there. You are very, We are very good at football. Yeah. Not like the English. In English, last one in 1966. <laughs> we won twice, which is very good. And uh, obviously, you know, we had... Um, there was extremely sad news last week when you found out about um, Christophe Dominici. Uh, what, what memories do you have of of, of Christophe of Domi when he was uh, playing with you? Because you, you played with him for nearly ten yes. years in the yes.
2: Foot Bleu. Yes, it was uh, very sad to uh, to learn about uh, Christophe that we we shared too many uh, moments together. at uh, it was a really, really good uh, friend, not um, as, um, not as a, a rugby player, a rugby uh, mate, but uh, as a man. He, it was always look after your, how you feel, and uh, it was very close to... It was a very good uh, humanity, you know, that kind of man. You uh, you know you can count on any uh, any circumstances, and Christoph was always there. So uh, it was it's very difficult to um, to to uh, about to, uh, to 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 learn this about him. But uh, it he, he will it will be now a big big. Uh, how do you say? That? Yes, big loss. Bigness. Yes, yeah. Big the loss. Big
1: loss. Yes, I, I read a lot in the press, you know, from he had so many homage. Mm. you know, from so many tributes from the uh, All Blacks mm. to World Rugby to uh, obviously the French uh, French rugby, from the minister, <coughs> French prime minister as well. And yeah, was very caring. He was a genius mm. in his game, completely the different physique, very... Very uh, single-minded, very stubborn, and also it was the life of the parties. Do you have any stories? <laughs> oh yes, I, I <laughs> about, uh, Can Can you tell us one which is not no, I, uh, I, not too not too have a
2: lot about uh, memories, but I, I'm not sure I can <laughs> I can say that uh, on, on okay. the Okay, well, I'm going to uh,
1: tell you one that uh,
2: every every yeah, people on. who uh, listen us on your podcast know. Uh, uh, what, uh, the, the, the story is in, uh, after the, the third, uh, the third half, we, uh, we call this the third half, the troisième mi-temps, you
1: know. Right? Oh, yes, troisième mi-temps. What <laughs> happens in the troisième mi-temps? <laughs> Stay in the troisième mi-temps. Especially, don't mention the white. <laughs> <wipes.
2: laughs>
1: That's for sure. But two things that I, that made me fight because I'm sure that's the way you know I would like to him to be remembered. Is um, I heard that in 1997, I believe, you know, you lost against Argentina first game and everybody was down, but he knocked at all those. Um, and uh, he said, Come on, you know, let, 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 let's um. Let's have a drink, and you spend the night somewhere <laughs> in a cafe. <laughs> were, were you there? Is it? True? Yeah, yes,
2: it's true. Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I cannot remember all the story about this. But <laughs> yes, of course, it was. Uh, and you know, uh, for the for ten years with the different team, I have so so many memories, and uh, it was a, a period so so perfect. You know, uh, so we we had. Uh, a lot of fun, not only on the pitch, of course, but after and uh, we, we have a life all together. And uh, that's why our memories, it's very, uh, very, very good.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Another time I think he was kidnapped by his teammates because he, he showed up late in his, uh, one of his Ferraris, something <sighs> like that, you know, while you were <sighs> training, say, hi yeah. guys, and you kidnapped him <laughs> and you put him. <laughs> Wow. Somebody he put him naked in a restaurant and people, because he was so well-known, people were asking for his autograph and people asked him, uh, he asked, oh, do, do you mind if I wear uh, a <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. That was great. Unlike you, he did the, um, oh, he was always present at the uh, Les Dieux du Stade. <sighs> it was um, a good uh, a good <laughs> calendar for... for... <laughs> for charities <laughs> but uh, anyway so l- let's go back to your time in England uh people don't realize that but after playing for Montferrand as well as Dax and Brief you decided to uh, to go for an English adventure and you played for London Irish
2: yeah yes it was uh it was a very interesting experience uh, for two years and I met uh I, I met very very good people you know in this team and uh, the atmosphere was fantastic and uh, this period was so um, so bright uh, of course with the London londonaries because we reached the uh, the the french uh, the uh, the the english semifinal championship uh, we did very well as well in the european cup and uh, it was the beginning for many, many young players like uh, Dylan Hermitage, uh, Stefan, uh, Shane Garrati. Many, many young players was there. And uh, uh, we, we play very well. And uh, the atmosphere, of course, was very good too. So it was a very good, very good experience.
1: Excellent. And just to let you know, London Irish, they have a new home now. they got a new stadium in um, Sunbury yes. in London. So they just moved from Majeski. So it's nice, you know, because for them, they're London Irish. So they need to have that uh, London connection. That's for sure. So, uh, um, you had some experiences coaching, but before we get into that, when you played for England, when you played for London Irish, what were the major differences re- you saw between playing and training, uh, between an English and a French team? Oh, it, it...
2: For the the rugby, it, it was more physical in uh, in England. I think it was. It's uh, there's a lot. There's more speed in the, in the English championship than in a, in the top fourteen, and uh, and the players are more professional. You know, they uh, they look after what uh, they hit, what the, how they train. They're asking questions. They have. Uh, uh, they they are very very professional. This is the the way of. Uh, uh, this is their culture and the, the way of uh, thinking, but uh, uh, the difference was very uh, interesting to to know. And uh, yeah, yeah it was uh, it was for the rugby? It was more physical. I see. I see.
1: And would you say that top is more um, it's more hard or uh, than? Uh, English Premier League, or is it the other way around? Oh,
2: there, I think there's more pressure on the top the, the 14 or the, on the team. You know, the uh, mm-hmm. two two teams at the end of the championships can go in, in a second division. It's not the case for uh, the, the English Championship Premier, Premier League.
1: League. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
2: yeah. There, in Premier League, the, you know, you you can play the. T- Every player can uh, look to take any opportunity on the pitch to to play fast and to uh, there's more more calcul in, uh, in the French championship. The people uh, mm-hmm. for for me the the thing they, they think too much about what they're doing uh, uh, to uh, slow down the, the the rhythm on the on the pitch. Uh, in England, in England, you play and uh, a lot of speed. It's very fast and uh, the players. Try to uh, to take any opportunity, and so that's why it's uh, very interesting to uh, to play in England.
1: Mm-hmm. And you've coached as well for um, you coach for Brive, and you coach for the uh, French Federation in Marcoussi. Yeah. Would you like uh, to coach again?
2: Yes, this is this is uh, not my for the moment uh, not the priority, but. Uh, I would like to find another project, you know, in uh, in France or uh, somewhere else, maybe in England. Or uh, there, there's a lot of uh, things to do in a uh, different rugby uh, all around the world. So uh, I've been uh, the coach for uh, Brave in the top fourteen. ten years ago, and after that, I, ch- I train all the different teams in uh, in the French Federation. I had many experiences with uh, world rugby as well, to uh, you know, to uh, as an educator in a, a country uh, development like uh, Cameroon or Côte d'Ivoire or some country like this. But uh, I would like to uh, to maybe to uh, to turn another project and to to train another team, and why not in England? It could be a, a good opportunity.
1: That sounds great. I'm sure you, you, your former teammates, well, your op- opponents, you know, from the 2003, the likes of Neil Back, Laurence Dalalio, um, Martin Johnson. Uh, well, I mean, all, all that lot would be delighted to 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 see you again. Uh, that 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 would be great. And uh, talking about the, the the rugby coaching rugby, do you find the rugby a bit too scientific right now? Because there seem to be more and more analysis regarding the performance of the players, and maybe some of the spontaneity, some of the je ne sais quoi flair yes. has been removed. There is more pressures on the top of on the back of the players.
2: Yes, there's, um, we, we have to be. This is the same about what we talk about. Uh, what what kind of rugby we want to to see, uh, and uh, how do you want to train the players? Uh, do you give them uh, just numbers and uh, data to uh, to, analysis, to analyze to uh, analyze? Sorry, uh, the, the way they play uh, is not only this. Of course, we have to use the the, the new. Uh, the new possibility with the the data, you know, it's very interesting to use, but we, you have to um, to to stay more uh, the, the the feet on the pitch, you know, <laughs> and yes. to uh, to say what the rugby is really, and uh, you um, you the the main thing for 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 rugby is to 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 give sense to exactly what you do but not to use the technology now to use it because it's uh everybody does this is not you have to 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 do it by the, the way you feel it and i yes. think it's uh, we have to to stay close to the pitch and uh, there's yes. a sensibility a humanity you have to uh, to communicate to the, your players to to be uh, to be better on the pitch and the uh, we have to to mix this all together: the technology and the, the humanity.
1: I agree. You mustn't forget about the emotions. The, yes. The the uh, the challenges that each players have and. Uh and yeah the sensitivity and you know it's, yeah I, I agree with you absolutely mustn't be too too uh technical sometimes um so mm-hmm. we finish at the end of our uh, interview do you see the the les bleus lifting the um, well uh trophy finally in, two, in 2023 olivier
2: oh ah, wh- why not why not you know it's it, there's a um there will be a lot of uh, difficulties during the the, the, the way to, to uh, the to through the the World Cup. Uh, it will be uh, in France. There's, this is a very good opportunity. We have the uh, we already have the the, the World Cup in two thousand seven. Uh, unfortunately, we lost we lost in semi final. But uh, with this new generation, uh, with uh, like Dupont and Tamak, Olivon uh if they, they keep going to work hard like this and to uh, to enjoy that time to to be uh to be focused on the, uh on the performance uh i think there will be for the the, the many the, um, the 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 players there will be maybe a 40 or 50 selection with the french team with a lot of experience with different uh, uh, tour in the until the 2023 and uh, it will be a good good opportunity. But uh, like any c- sports competition, it's difficult for any teams. And everyone wants to, to win this World Cup. So uh, we never know. But uh, the main thing to give the, the best we can. And uh, we'll see.
1: And uh, thanks to uh, Fabien Gattier and Raphael Ibanez and Laurent Labitte and all the other staff, you know, and the players, of course, you know, they put a smile to our to our supporters yes. face. And I think rugby is growing in popularity in France as well, which is very, very Team. you know thanks to everybody likes uh, to see to see winners and that generation they're so humble they are so uh eager to to play well and to learn you know i think it's a it's a new golden generation so i'm very yes. very happy lovely to speak with you i know you've got to, to go somewhere you are pretty busy man as well on top of you no uh,
2: no not not too much you know i just have to to look after my, my dog now so.
1: <laughs> okay priorities, uh, priorities and, uh... you said to me you had an appointment <laughs> okay appointment.
2: Uh, it will be the time to cook for uh, <laughs> for myself now <laughs>
1: what, uh, what kind of dog do you have
2: oh just, just uh, it's a uh, bouvier Bernois.
1: and uh, what do you call him
2: uh, rocky uh, you know what
1: I spoke once with a supporter from Toulouse and I told him that he told me that he called his dog Colby because of Cheslin Colby
2: <laughs> and he mentioned
1: that to Cheslin Colby when he met him at the conference he said yeah Cheslin was very happy with it So
2: it, it, maybe it's a dog very difficult to catch no? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: he's very fast he was very good. lovely to speak with you you take care Yes,
2: yeah, thank you very much
1: au revoir bye au bye. bye au bye. revoir bye bye So did you enjoy
0: that? That was brilliant. Yeah, what a great guy. You know, just emphasises, doesn't it? Um, you know, what a, what a great player he was. And as you say, what a lovely, humble man. Which is which is often the way with these big stars. You know, the, it almost seems to be the the bigger they are, the nicer they are in rugby, which is which is really refreshing.
1: And the the, the, the smaller they are, the more important <laughs> the thing
0: they <laughs> are, right, as well. Yeah. Which is a bit of yeah, it's the way of life, strange. I guess, isn't it?
1: I suppose I suppose so tell me about the other the, the the matches that you saw for the Autumn Nation Cup or the Covid Cup as some people call it
0: <laughs> Yeah I mean Wales you know we were talking in the last week's podcast and I was very downhearted about the prospect of, of Wales against England but actually Wales Wales fronted up pretty well and uh, I I guess it's a sign of the time in Wales that we're almost not too disappointed at at, at losing Uh, By a narrow score, it was um, 11-7 to England at half-time, and the final score, 24-13 to England. But, uh, you know, Wales showed some great fight and some great passion, but there was an awful lot of um, errors, particularly the set piece. They lost four scrums and two line-outs. And to be perfectly honest, England weren't at their best, but but even so, they... um, you know, there are some questionable decisions by the referee, Roman Poit, which uh, we'll which gloss over. But I mean, it, it was 18 <laughs> 13 at one point, and uh, the match was, was in the balance. But, uh, you know, Wheels, the back row competed well, but they've got to find a way to utilize their strengths. And you know, they've got two great wings in uh, Lewis Rees Sammet and Josh Adams, but uh, they really didn't get enough ball. And I think Wheels Need some strong ball carriers. OK, we're missing Josh Navidi, Justin Tipperick, um, Ross Moriarty, Ken Owens. In fact, there are about 12 Welsh players missing at the moment. So, uh, you know, there are hopeful signs, but the Welsh rugby public are uh, getting very impatient. And the prospect of facing Italy at the weekend, you know, a defeat there. And then the pressure will be will be very much uh, back on wayne pivac but on sunday and an equal you know i, I, I don't know about you, but i turned on the telly and i thought oh, okay Ireland, georgia you know i'll sort of half watch it it's going to be a bit of a stuffing but you know, i think we were all pleasantly surprised and georgia battled all the way i mean uh, what?
1: yes and i got my prayer prayer answered as well Georgia scored a wonderful, wonderful try. As it was, well. wasn't it? Hallelujah. Yeah, Vessi
0: Ladzer, <laughs> uh, you know, had a great game. And what a, as you say, you know, we hope for a try, but what a wonderful try. And in the end, it was only uh, two tries to one to Ireland. Okay, they led 27, uh, 20 points to seven at half time. And I think we all thought in the second half, Georgia will tire and Ireland will will romp away but actually Ireland only scored three points in the second half so you could say the second half was a three all draw now you know for Georgia that is a magnificent performance and I think it proves that if you give some of these tier size a regular run of games against against the top nations you know you can see the visible improvements since since the start of this tournament and uh you know great stuff it was really I oh, really really enjoyed that game
1: Yes. Yeah. And um next
0: weekend it's the final yes. weekend of the Covid Cup as you call it. But uh we're still not sure about Georgia Fiji. Um that should kick off at twelve o'clock on Saturday, followed by Ireland, Scotland at two fifteen, and Wales against Italy at four forty-five. Then on Sunday, as we've already mentioned the crunch, the COVID crunch at Twickenham at two o'clock. So, um, yep, another another weekend in front of the telly by the looks of it.
1: Yes, and I listened to uh, Eddie Jones as well. Uh, press conference yesterday via Zoom, and is uh, is aware, you know, is you know because you know France was the only team that beat them during Six Nations. You know, he's very cautious. He's a bit apprehensive, so he doesn't take. Uh, he's 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 ready for for the fight as well. You
0: know. uh, how do you think the scoreline is going to go?
1: Oh, that was well. You know, I'm French, so I would say. All right, forget oh, about French... forget about
0: your heart. What does your head say as a
1: as a hard
0: nosed <laughs> journalist? What what would you say the score would be?
1: <laughs> I'm not a journalist, okay. I'm more like a podcaster, <laughs> but... Um...
0: France to win then, you say, but by how many?
1: Yes, I would say by five.
0: Really?
1: Yes, go on. And you?
0: I hate to say it, I really hope France will win, but I think it'll be England by 30.
1: Okay, well, we'll see, we'll see, you know. if France <laughs> I, That's wins... not what
0: I want, just for the listeners, I don't want that score, but... <laughs> I think this England team, they're going to have their first choice team against France's third team. I think it could get ugly, but I I hope I'm wrong.
1: Uh, If France win, I promise I will be singing a song. Maybe not La Marseillaise, but maybe... Uh, One from Charles Trenet or from uh, Edith Piaf, La Vie en Rose, for instance. Is that our punishment for for winning, is it? (laughs) Maybe, maybe I will have to practice. Okay, we better hide all the glasses then in case they don't crack. Top 14 is back. La dixième journée.
0: Yep the top 14 the tournament that never goes away last 12 months of the year the only thing that can stop the top 14 is coronavirus but uh, yep another great weekend
1: yeah so I started with Montpellier versus Bordeaux Montpellier score was 22 13 very very tight um half time they were they were on 9-9 um they took Lose from, from the bench, which, uh, which, which was, which, which was positive for him. Um, Jefferson Poirot, after the, the win was very happy because they, they are on a winning streak right now. Uh, but oh, I, f- I felt sorry for, uh, for our friend, you know, Guillaume Guirado who was saying you know it's it's hard you know it really hurts because you know they oh, they're really annoyed at themselves they were they they, they were so close and uh, and it's you know the, the, the players that work is magic was Ben Lam okay and Ben Lam is the nephew of uh, Pat Lam okay. and he did Wonderful, wonderful Jonah Lumu type of a uh, type of try. You know that was amazing. Uh, that was that, that was beautiful because right now you know Ben Lam is uh, replacing um Bad Radra. Yeah. So is he
0: any relation um, to roast lamb? <laughs> no, okay. no
1: I don't think it. so. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean replacing. Yeah, I mean we uh, they, obviously you know they, they lost um, Rad Radra uh, from Bordeaux to. Um, uh, to, to bristol so yes ben lam is is the one who who' got the the the, the was in pole position um and you know together you know uh, Urios had a little bit of smile on his on his face he's very very uh, critical of his team usually but uh, um they've had uh, three games um three three away games um that he, that he won that his team won. So altogether, you know, it's a, uh, it's he's happy. Montpellier, however, you know, I just mentioned, you know, um Girado, that's the second defeat, but they still have to catch up three matches. You know, they got uh, really um they suffered a lot because of, of mm. Covid. Mm uh Castro versus Clermont I'm not going to say too much. do you have the score for 40 for that one?
0: points for Clermont and fourteen points for Castro
1: yes yeah Camilla Lopez was amazing was really really good It was on fire and they got um, the bonus uh, bonus offensive as well so uh, well done for for Clermont um Toulon versus sport was very emotional as you can gather yeah. because of uh, Dominici being the the the, the, the um, having played you know for for three years in Toulon and you know he was living in in La Vallette, yeah. just in the uh, outskirts of um oh i beg your pardon he was living i think it's so yes outskirt of, of Toulon so it was a emotionally charged game um uh, but, you know, Toulon still had to to fight, but uh, Paul made too many mistakes. They were indisciplined. There was a weak, weak, uh, weak uh, defense, um, and uh, yeah, and so the the the, the, the score speaks for, for 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 itself.
0: Yeah, eighteen thirteen to Toulon.
1: Eighteen thirteen to Toulon. Yes. And then, which game did you have?
0: Um, I've got uh, La Rochelle 36, Brieve 22. Nothing much to say. Another home win for La Rochelle. Oh.
1: But I have to say, because you know, I really yeah. like brief because I had that wonderful chat with uh, Simon Gillam and Hayden, so they are my one of my, my favorites. But uh, oh, they didn't have much luck at the beginning, it was a bit of a nightmarish yeah. start. Uh, they got a yellow card as well. Um, they had a try that was uh retried, but you know, they will fight back. For another day next week, they are meeting with Ajan who is at the bottom of the mm, bottom bottom of the of the league right now. So um, yeah, I suppose they will do everything in their the power to, um, uh, to, to 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 win.
0: Bayon seventeen, so uh, a home win for Racing. A close game in Lyon. Lyon twenty, Stade Français nineteen, so a uh, home win for Lyon. And your final game, your boys at Toulouse.
1: The boys at Toulouse.
0: Sixty-three. Agen eighteen. Yes.
1: What can I say? But uh, you know, the the boys the boys are back in town in Toulouse, and it speaks yeah. volumes. So, uh, well done, well done to uh, to to Toulouse to start Toulouse. And I feel sorry for Agen, but, um, you know that's uh, that's the way it goes. C'est la vie, that's, that's as you, you guys you. say. C'est la vie, exactly.
0: Okay, well, just to mention this weekend's uh, top fourteen games: on Friday night, Clermont entertain Montpellier. On Saturday, there's a whole host of matches: Bordeaux against Racing, Ajon against Breve, Bayonne against Toulouse and Lyon against La Rochelle. And then on Sunday, two matches, Poe against uh, Castro-Olympique and Stade-Francais against Toulon.
1: Thank you very much, Mike. French lessons. So I'm going to check today whether you've been listening <laughs> to what I've been saying. So a little bit of vision, monsieur
0: hanging on every word i've
1: been yes yeah typical man typical man <laughs> how do you say a prop
0: pilier un pilier un pilier un pilier yes. droite un pilier um,
1: gauche. yes which one is a pilier gauche
0: the left one
1: uh, no. <laughs>
0: It's, pretty, it's left and right, isn't it? Like yeah, so shoot, is not it? is it the tight draft. or is it the loose one? It's the uh, loose.
1: Correct. Un pilier droit is therefore a… Tight. Head prop. Head yes. Prop. Okay. Uh, how do you say a scrum half? Um, uh,
0: demi de melee.
1: Perfect. And how do you say a uh, fly half? Oh,
0: demi de overture
1: demi d'ouverture oh, or you can say itchy. l'ouvreur également l'ouvreur. Okay. and talking about that you know I was uh, I I saw your friend, you know Nigel Owens having a long conversation before the game started um, with uh, with Mathieu Jalibert I said, mm, wonder whether he speaks French. he has improved his French he's been listening to <laughs> to this podcast and now he can yeah, he, up, he, he won't learn he French.
0: won't learn much it. From... <laughs> <laughs>
1: why not <laughs> but yeah we we forgot to mention it was uh, yeah. a big big day for uh, for Nigel as well
0: absolutely yeah his 100th international and you know what a what what an achievement and and what a lovely man and I don't know if the listeners know but he's he's a farmer he's got a he a a, a herd of Hereford cows and his main worry up to the up to the lead up to the game was not refereeing France, Italy. It was the fact that all his cows had to go uh, undergo uh, tests for bovine TB, which they all uh, passed clearly. So he was my and and I know that uh, he really enjoyed the game at at Stade de France on Saturday. He got lots of presentations. He got presentations from both teams and from Bernard Laporte. So um, you know, all credit to the French for for making his day so memorable
1: yes and you wrote a very nice article about him in your on your on your website
0: yes very kind of you yeah he's a nice you know he's been very helpful to me since since i started writing and of course he's writing the forward for my book on french rugby which is due to come out next year hopefully and uh, more about that hopefully in in later
1: podcasts excellent So I had two rugby jokes for you today, but <laughs> also but, those jokes would be pe- better communicated in a pub with two or three people. And oh, okay, okay. Over our thousand, and thousand of listeners. So I'm going to keep uh, my lips closed. So okay. you've got one for me?
0: I have. Well, it's funny because thinking back to. England Wales games at the weekend I was I was reminded of 2013 when when England came to Cardiff all they had to do was beat Wales to win the grand slam but of course Wales turned on the style and they absolutely hammered England but but there's a story um about a Welsh guy who uh left the game and and drove out of Cardiff and onto the motorway the M4 there was a massive traffic jam so he wound his window down and uh, he sort, sort of thought to himself, well, things look bad. There's nothing moving at all. So he saw a policeman walking back and forth and and looking in and out of all the cars. So he shouts to him. He said, excuse me, officer, what's going on then? And the officer said, oh, he said, I'm afraid it's an England fan. He's so depressed about losing to Wales and the prospect of winning nothing again this year. He feels a right idiot for bragging about how England are the best team in the world. And he's actually threatening to douse himself in petrol and set himself on fire and his family they find him arrogant and he hasn't got any mates so i'm just walking around taking up a collection for him oh that's nice says the welsh blog he said how much have you collected so far the officer says so far we've collected about 100 liters but a lot of people are still siphoning
1: (laughs) Oh dear, dear, dear. I'm not getting any better in the <laughs> days. Hey, I found one, one which is uh, suitable for our listeners, for our ears. What do you call 15 guys sitting around the TV watching the Rugby World Cup final? <laughs> I just know. Like, this is going to take me. I just know. France? <laughs> the, the Welsh rugby team.
0: Ah, oh, I knew. <laughs> I, I knew it me thinking we I thought I'd got away with it this
1: week. Never, my I friend. Should never. I should know better. <laughs> I? So, rugby friends, I hope you enjoyed our podcast today, and especially the interview with uh, Olivier Man. Next week, I have another one, and one day um, we'll have an either Nigel Owens or Jiffy on our podcast as well. Is that correct?
0: Well, there's no guarantees, but I'll pull out all the stops to try and get them. Um, just one quick thing before we go, just to mention to the listeners, on December the 14th, it's the draw for the Rugby World Cup in France, the pool draw. So um, we'll be speaking about that nearer the time. But uh, until then, I hope you all have a great weekend. Enjoy the rugby and see you next week.
1: See you next week, and you can get in touch with us as well via our new Twitter account, which is called... I just have to do a search on the French rugby connections. Don't forget the connections, the one with Véronique Landieu and Mike Pierce. (laughs) And we'll be happy to to hear your your feedback via via that way. Have a great, great uh, weekend of rugby, rugby friends. Au revoir!
0: Au revoir! (inaudible) Au revoir! Quand notre cœur fait boum,
2: tout avec lui dit boum.